0: Welcome to the We Are Next podcast, advice and insight from all over the advertising industry to help you navigate your career with confidence. I'm Natalie Kim. And
1: I'm Dave Oaks. I'm an account lead at Grenadier.
0: And thanks for listening. Hi everybody, it's Natalie, and this is episode two. I wanted to try to make this intro and the outro that I'm going to record later a little less scripted than last time you know, when you work on something really hard and you're trying to make it perfect or as close to perfect as possible, but then you listen back and it's just so cringy because it doesn't even sound like you. Um, so it's trying to strike a balance between, you know, wanting to produce something of high quality for you guys, but then also, you know, just talk the way that I normally talk complete with all the ums and likes that I'm trying to cut out. (laughs) Anyways, this episode I recorded with Dave Oaks, A little while back, actually, during a trip that I did to Boulder, where I met with a few different agencies in the area. And Dave was nice enough to have me at Grenadier, and we had a really great conversation. What I love most about Dave is his progression from being a student at CU in a very specific class getting his foot in the door sort of through that class and then coming full circle to teach the same class later down the line, which I think is awesome. So he's a perfect person to share wisdom about account management, getting into uh, that field, working with clients and all that good stuff. So without further ado, let's get into it. Thank you so much for having us here at Grenadier. Um, This is my first, well, it's my second day in Boulder, but the first day that I've been kind of meeting with agencies and stuff and it's been awesome how open and willing people have been to yeah good yeah like just even through like a cold email which i think is how i think i reached out to jeff
1: jeff and then got forwarded along to me Yeah, yeah
0: yeah so i was super excited to kind of come and sit down and talk with you.
1: Yeah, appreciate um, your time.
0: Yeah, so let's start at the beginning. Um, I wanted to dig into a little bit about how you got started in the career, in the industry.
1: Yeah, so my story is kind of funny. So I uh, I went to University of Colorado and I was in the advertising program. Um, it was through the journalism school. Mm-hmm. And I've started to focus on copywriting, but then I realized that I wasn't a very good copywriter. And I feel like every account person is kind of a bad creative mm-hmm. at heart. So I realized that I wasn't that great at copywriting and then I heard more about account management and as I kind of learned about it, I was like, ooh, that's kind of a mix of everything that I liked doing. Um, And I went through that track at the school. My senior year, the last class that I took was called Creative Account Management. Um, It was taught by a guy named Jeff Graham, who's now a partner here. Um, At the time, he was with Crispin and through that class at the end of it, he asked me if I wanted an internship. Mm -hmm. I was like, yes, of course (laughs) I want an internship. So that's kind of how I got my start, and then I was at uh, Crispin for about seven years Mm -hmm. in between Boulder and LA, Mm -hmm. and then various other um, agencies around Colorado, and now I actually teach the same class that Jeff taught that got me into the industry. So I teach at CU in a class called Creative Account Management, so a lot of what we talk about today is Mm -hmm. pretty relevant to what I talk about to my students.
0: So you kind of come full circle. It's nice you can kind it's of weird. pay it back. Yeah, it's <laughs> and, really like, weird. See yourself in the students. It's funny
1: because there's one class that literally I sat in that seat. So I was like, I took this class and I sat where you were, and I got an internship from it.
0: I'm sure that makes helps make you a really effective professor or instructor yeah, for your because students because they believe you. Yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, he's done it. I can like see that path that you know that I yeah. can take. Um, I feel like everyone goes through a sort of an adjustment period when you're starting out like you had a great opportunity at Crispin When you got well, your start was there anything Were there any challenges early on that you faced whether it was feedback you kept getting from mm-hmm. like a manager early on Or just like things that you had to figure out along the way.
1: It's funny I think the first problem that I kind of ran into was more of like a, a personal problem with Working too much. Mm. I think in advertising it's really easy to like sink all of your hours and wake up and only think about work, go to bed, dream about work, wake yeah. up, go back to work. <laughs> and I definitely did that as an yeah. account manager. I was working like crazy hours and I was kind of overexerting myself to a point that I knew that I'd be burnt out on it. Mm-hmm. So it took like a year or two to kind of figure that out and talk to somebody that understood it yeah and just told you, okay don't give yourself an ulcer, Right. you know, this is advertising, there's ways to manage your time better. So right. that was one of the the harder things for me to learn, but it took a really good account manager above me that kind of explained it to me, mm-hmm. and then that clicked, um, and then I think other than that, I used, to, I used to have problems with just not being assertive in communicating. Um, this is the dumb thing that I say to all my students, but as an, a good account manager, I feel like you have to be the second best at every job in an agency except right. for communication. Right, right. So I was kind of lacking at being outward and, and discussing things. I'd listen a lot and people knew that I was taking it in, but they didn't see like the connection and the servedness from me. Right. So I quickly learned that, you know, there's there's no place to be, you know, shy right. in advertising. And yeah. You have to have a voice and you find your voice quickly, you know.
0: I'm so glad you brought that up because I struggled with the same thing. Like if you talk yeah. to any of my managers, like the first couple of years, they would just be like, Natalie, like you have to speak up in meetings. Like this is like what you were hired to do. Yeah. Like You know, it's like not enough to just kind of sit there and listen and like work by yourself and, and all that stuff. And so I'm always interested in hearing, like how people kind of pushed through that because sometimes it like doesn't come naturally. Right. And it's not like we're asking people to, become this like super gregarious loud yeah. person, right? I would assume that you didn't change like fundamentally who you were in order to do your job well. But like how can you speak to like how you're able to kind of like get over that hump of speaking yeah.
1: up? I feel like you always have the words. You just don't know the best way to say them. Like in in your mind you know what you need to say, but you just don't and there's some kind of block there. Right. And for me, it was being put on a client that I was really passionate about. Yeah. So we, uh, we pitched Activision underneath that Guitar Hero. And I'm, I love video games even today. So there was yeah. this thing that I was really passionate about and I knew a lot about. Like I probably knew more about it than anybody in, mm-hmm. in the agency. So it was my job to kind of step up and say, you know, I know this. At yeah. the time, my account director was Leslie. And I was like, put me on this. Yeah. I will be like the encyclopedia <laughs> for the agency. And I'll, I'll speak about it You know, however anybody yeah. wants, like ask me a question. And that's what really clicked to me that I could walk up to a creative and have somebody like you know, Andrew Keller ask me, is this song on this game? I'm like, yes, and this song. And yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so when you have a passion about something, it's yeah. really easy to like, get over that hump. So I think that was the first time that I really like, found my voice yeah. and what I could be for the agency. Um, yeah, so I think you just have to be passionate about something and yeah. be able to communicate about it
0: totally and maybe like for things that you aren't necessarily passionate about like maybe you're put on something that maybe you're not super excited about or you just like have no have like no experience or no yeah. idea about it um, you know like doing whatever you can to become sort of like a quasi expert on it cuz you're definitely exactly. going to be feeling more comfortable to you know talking to it if you if you have a little background if you can become the person in the room who's like hey like I know the most about this like really obscure yeah. subject
1: you you have to i mean say you get put on like a credit card account yeah like, it might sound boring, but if you do research and you learn more about it and you can connect dots that people are talking about in a meeting, it really clicks in your head and that makes you passionate about it. So I feel like no matter what the account is or the client is, do your research, like love it, own it. Yeah. And you start to get more passionate about things. Like you might uncover stuff that you didn't even know was interesting to you.
0: Right. Right. Okay. So you've been... advertising for what a little over 10 years? Yeah, like right
1: right at 10. Right.
0: So I wanted to have you look back and think about sort of the pivotal moments. Any Mm -hmm. like moments where you had to make a big decision or there was a big change and sort of how you navigated those moments. Yeah,
1: I think probably the one of the biggest so far was leaving Crispin for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I, I still love Crispin as it is today. Um, that's where I got my start. Yeah. I slept tons of friends through there who are now like ECDs or managing yeah. directors of their offices. So I was there at a really great time when you know Alex and everybody's around there doing yeah. all this amazing work. And then I made the decision to leave after I went to LA. So I moved to LA for a couple of years. Um, kind of figured out that Crispin was the only thing that I knew. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. It was just the only thing that I learned from, the right. only way I was educated in advertising. And again, it's not a bad thing, but I just felt like maybe there's something else out there that I want to experience. Mm-hmm. And I wanted I wanted more of a smaller agency where I could get much closer to, not only the client, but the product, mm-hmm. and understanding how what we do is actually helping them in terms of sales, etc. And that's that's harder to do. At a really big agency, yes. as more of a junior account person, um, I think when you're, you know, more of a senior account person at, at a big, big shop, mm-hmm. you get a, you get experience of that, and, and you talk with like a CMO who, who shows you those kind of numbers. But right. I kind of wanted to get closer to a, a smaller business and, and get more of the, the background and help them from not only an advertising standpoint but a marketing standpoint right. and a business standpoint. So that's that was the biggest decision I think that I, I'd made in the past you know, mm-hmm. 10 years was to, lo- to leave Crispin. Um, let's see, deciding to teach was also a, a, a big one yeah. because I, I wanted to give back to the way that I got into the industry. Um, it, was, it was weird to be like, hey, I'm a teacher now. Yeah. Even though like those kids, I mean, the ages weren't, weren't right. there. Like you normally think about your teacher being somebody that's been a teacher forever. Right. Um, nope, it was just me and my, my first day yeah. and I came back to the place that I went to school. Um, so that that was a, a big decision, but it's paid off a lot. Like, I love to see students come out of that class and feel like they have a grasp for what account management is, mm-hmm. what a creative brief is. Right. They get exposure to different people in the industry. So I take a lot of pride in, in doing that.
0: Yeah. yeah. I I have the same feeling. Like, when I started guest lecturing, I was like, why would someone listen to me? Yeah, or like right? You know what I mean? Like, when the first person like invited me to come, I was like, Okay, you know, and um, you know, obviously I love doing that and and, like there's definitely that teaching aspect of it But it's like it's funny because I feel like we never feel like we're that role like teacher or like we're you know, no matter how many years it's been so I always think that's like a funny phenomenon But I do think like to your point like yes people who have been teaching for a really long time Obviously like there's the way like the university systems work, but I think you know professors in practice or whatever they call them people who yeah. are like actually really working in, in the industry are so valuable in just making sure students really understand what the industry is like today and not yeah. like using ogilvy and advertising yeah <laughs> like, exactly like, Sometimes i, I see. mean it's, it's relevant but <laughs> yeah. it's
1: it's not it's it's relevant to do that to ground kind of the history of where totally account management has been for example but you have to move it on to what we do now which is so different. so different but there are fundamentals that are exactly the same you learn great things through that but right I, I think especially at, at cu there was a need for you know more account focused education and teachers that talked about what that is yeah. and then kind of grounding around something so a creative reef for example yeah um yeah i think that's my point
0: Nice. Circling back on the conversation around like just starting out in account management um, and specifically the practice about working with clients um, and, you know, being able to understand their business, but also just like hold your own in conversations with, with, you know, sometimes very high level clients. How do you tell like incoming talent in account management how to start navigating that because you have yeah. to start somewhere but it seems like something that you know someone very senior would handle mm-hmm. So how do you bridge that kind of like learning gap
1: yeah i think the the first thing that i learned and was taught like Clients put on their pants the same way that you do. You know, they're not some weird <laughs> yeah. like thing that's floating around. They're not right, air. Right, right. it's, it's a human. <laughs> right. So talk to them like a human. Yeah. Um, you're on the same side of things. You're you're trying to make money for your business. Yeah. So just getting that out of the way and just realizing they're not like this thing that's locked <laughs> away. Like they're yeah. they're a person that you can communicate to. Right. And also realizing that they actually appreciate your voice and your point of view. Mm. Even as a very junior person because you're a part of the agency, like right. you're representing the agency and they've brought you in because they believe in your direction or your expertise. Mm-hmm. So just keeping that in mind that they, they do want right. to hear from you is a really important like, first starting step and the more that you grow as an account person in particular, you get exposed to higher level clients right. and those conversations get a little bit more strategic or complex, whatever it is. But when you're starting out, a lot of it is, you'll have a client that's probably, they might be as junior as you are. Mm-hmm. You're know, like you not gonna be an assistant account manager and we're not gonna throw you in front of the president of sure. the company, right? <laughs> so you're gonna have someone to talk to that, right. that's relatable, right. that's in a role that has to do, You know, they need to get X, Y, and Z done. Right. And they're looking for your help to get X, Y, and Z done. So you start to just have this like give and take about, okay, I know what they want, mm-hmm. we know what we want, and it just keeps kind of growing. Mm-hmm. So I think those relationships at the beginning, are it's just really important to remember that they're a person just like you are. So yeah. you don't have to, you don't have to like veil your conversation in all these weird buzzwords. Just talk like a person. Right. Figure out what they need. Figure out how to do that and how to communicate it to your team. And that's really like the basic, the basic function of what right. you do. It-
0: like kind of connects to what we were saying earlier about like something that you're passionate about or you know a lot about i think clients we can't underestimate clients wanting to sometimes have the perspective of someone who is a lot younger who might be like a you know part of the audience for their brand or you know their product and so you know whether it's gaming or you know like a CPG or whatever like really anything, like, yeah. yeah, like that, you know You are part of the like whether you're a millennial or even you know further like that You will have specific insights because you are that the audience that like no one else who's more senior would really have from that yeah. perspective Yeah,
1: and you might be doing something that you don't even know applies to that conversation like you might be obsessed with snapchat and you just saw some great campaign from a company mm-hmm. if you Have that in your mind, and you can communicate that to a client be like hey Did you see that thing that whoever did? they would say, oh, no, I have it, and check it out. So you yeah. can offer like things that yeah. they might not even think about. Totally,
0: you know? totally. Like, open up a whole new world. Again. Yeah, right? <laughs> you, you mentioned in your career path like you've worked in several different shops between Denver and Boulder, um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the advertising community here mm-hmm. in, in this area and what really makes it unique in yeah. your experience. I
1: think with Boulder, like, Boulder is a thriving creative agency, uh, just location, because... At the start of it, and everybody will talk about this, like Crispin really kind of put it on on the map mm-hmm. for being a place that people in advertising want to be at. And I think with that group that was originally at Crispin, so many of have broken off and created their own agencies. Mm-hmm. And we all know each other. So, you know, the, the managing directors of each one of those offices, odds are they've worked together. Yeah. Same with the ECDs, same with the creatives, same with the account people. So there's definitely a feeling of like bolder pride mm-hmm. in terms of the agencies here, mm-hmm. and they want all the agencies to succeed yeah I mean, it, it's obviously competitive it'll be competitive no matter where you go but here i feel more of a like a want for each other to succeed mm-hmm. like when we see like a vns or a maid land yeah. a big client we congratulate them we don't say like oh shit we should have got that sorry i cursed <laughs> no no you're totally um, fine we don't say like oh we should have got that we don't get angry yeah. about it we're, we're excited mm-hmm. that other people are bringing you know creative talent and eyes yeah. t- to boulder i think denver you know, I was at Factory Design Labs for like a year and a half, mm-hmm. um, and there's still great like little shops popping up in Denver. I don't think Denver is the same as it was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. I think they're also branching out into like really great production houses. Yeah. Like there's a lot that you've never heard of that you should, mm-hmm. um, that are in Denver that are being recognized more nationally now. So Denver is kind of evolving in its, in its own way, right. and the same with Boulder. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's been really, like I said, to start, like, it's been super cool to kind of pop into different shops around here. And and, and I wanted to be really focused on Boulder, not only for, like, convenience sake, but also yeah. just, yeah, because um, I was less familiar with it. But I know, you know, given, like you said, the presence of Crispin and, and what that probably spun off and, and kind of um, helped, helped bring up in this area. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that makes sense to me that you'd have, like, a really thriving community here. That's awesome. Um... You wrote a piece on LinkedIn that I saw when I was doing mm-hmm. my research on you before, <laughs> like per, um, preparing my outline and all that stuff. And it was about um, embracing strategy as your boss and how um, being strategic can really help you know strengthen you as an account manager. Um, so I wanted to ask whether you could talk through the main takeaway of that piece yeah. and sort of explain um, this concept of like a creative solution as uh, to like a business problem.
1: Yeah, I think that. To give a little bit of background, that was very focused at exactly what we were talking about. Like Mm -hmm. people just getting into the industry and understanding like what strategy is, because it's kind of this term that's thrown around and you don't totally understand what it means and people have different definitions for it. Mm -hmm. So the background of that was just telling the young people in account management in particular that they can think about strategy as something they answer to and something that they kind of they take on and they have in their mind all the time. So to me, strategy for a young account person or somebody just in the industry is realizing the connection between the business, so your client's business, what's actually going on with their sales, what they're doing with marketing, what they're yeah. doing with products, and having a really good grounding in that and doing your research and knowing it so you speak the same language. Then understanding from a creative standpoint or, or you know the agency standpoint what they want to do for that brand. Yeah and then how those two connect. Because if they don't connect, then you're just making advertising for advertising's sake and mm-hmm. the client's gonna fire you. So you have to be able to understand how those two things work together. And it's not like strategy is some word that's like locked away in somebody's desk. It's not like a deck. It's the way okay. that you critically think about a problem or a brief. So you could get, you know, as a, a junior account person, a brief for some banners for a new pair of jeans. You're like, oh great, I gotta advertise jeans. <laughs> and there's all these price changes and all these things. Yeah. But if you just elevate like one click above that and you're like, oh, where does this fit in this big media mm-hmm. plan that's going on? And what's their overall goal for sales this year? And is are these jeans tied to like a strategic creative idea that we have that sells the whole product line? So it's just taking a little bit of a leap above just a project or Mm -hmm. just an ask and figuring out how it connects to a couple different things. So it's just like honing your skills to think critically.
0: I think that idea of elevating it to something bigger than just like a communications or marketing or advertising problem to solve and thinking about it like you said as what's the business problem we're solving can kind of... I don't know I can only speak for myself but sort of helps like give a little bit more meaning to what you're doing too oh, yeah. right like I'm not just creating banners that are gonna like be live for two weeks and then gone forever uh, like it's part of this larger effort to do this for the brand to change this yeah. perception to get you know this result and you know like I think we're always looking for where the meaning is in what we do no matter like what client we work on um, yep. which can sometimes be harder than you know than. Yeah. Um sometimes it could be harder than, than not but I think like thinking that way as you know what is the business problem we're trying to solve can can sort of help be a solution.
1: And that's an awesome piece of language what's the business problem we're trying to solve like I ask myself that now on mm-hmm. various different briefs or projects or things that I get from clients. So right. that earlier on that you can kind of Understand when to think about that the better. So Mm -hmm. that was a really good point.
0: Yeah related to that How can account managers just starting out start to like pump up that? strategic muscle that strategic Mm -hmm. part of their brain like what are the ways that they can better understand their clients Business so that they they have that context when they're approaching the briefs or projects they're working on Yeah,
1: I feel like you have to be willing to read and take in Mm -hmm. everything the more that you open yourself up to Even if it's not related to your client, it could be like a category, like what's going on in the Mm -hmm. restaurant category, Mm -hmm. and you hear about these things where there's a downturn in the economy because minimum wage went up, or whatever it is. You can start to think about all these things that are affecting your client's business, and then you tie that to something that you'd asked to do. Like maybe that restaurant has a limited time offer that you get briefed on. You're like, oh, I know why they're doing that. They're slumping in sales because of X, Y, and Z. So you immediately start to like, connect these things and answer that question about what's the business problem I'm trying to solve? Mm-hmm. Well, their sales are down because of this. Mm-hmm. So it's just like putting these little puzzle pieces together and the more that you take in and the more that you read about the industry, whether it's like Ad Age or Ad Week or Forbes, there's all kinds of places to take this info in. Yeah. So as a young account person, I just read as much as I could mm-hmm. about my industry and then my clients and the category and trends and clients really look to you for that because half right. the time they can't do it; they don't right. have the time to do it. Right. So you're kind of responsible for being that like doctor of data and information <laughs> that can communicate these things yeah. and knows they're going on. And maybe sometimes you educate your client, and they don't even know what's going on. Right. So that's just like a, a way to kind of build that muscle to be more strategic. Because mm-hmm. again, like being strategic is connecting things and making sense of them. So, if you can get background on one piece and then apply it to another piece, like that's where you start to grow. I don't know if that made sense.
0: No, that definitely made <laughs> sense. I think people shouldn't also should also not be afraid to to ask for the information like you know oh yeah sometimes like the client does have stuff that they've done or you know the, like I think sometimes people are intimidated by like a and l or, you know, like really digging into the business side because it seems like, I don't know, just like so yeah, above your like head. Daunting. But yeah. I think if you like at least just read the summary, you don't have to read like all the like, you know, shareholder details. Yep. You can just read kind of like for that year, you know, what what's been going on and, and what where, you know, where are they in their business and stuff like that. And I think the more you can start to try to digest some of that stuff and ask questions about that stuff, you can really give you like a good... good sense um, along with everything that you said about really like seeking out sort of that tangential material from places, um, from other like industry outlets and um, all that stuff.
1: And I think it's this is a real-life example that happened this week Um, one of our younger account people was just researching work that came out from Mm -hmm. competitors of one of our clients Mm -hmm. and they found one of the campaigns that they're launching was using a very similar idea to ours we hadn't launched it yet we were just in the ideation phases so they brought that up to us, and we had the conversation and said, "Yeah, crap, this is pretty close to what we're thinking about, yeah. so we need to pivot." Right. So that was on a junior account person realizing strategically this idea is very close to where I think we're going, and yeah. brought it up. You yeah. know? So like that muscle grows the more that you look at things, and the more that you read things, and see things.
0: Totally, that's an awesome example.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, it saved us.
0: Aside from you know that strategic muscle thinking about the larger business problem, what other skills or characteristics do you think um, make someone a great account manager?
1: Yeah, um, I think there's a lot that make great account management people. So the, f- the first one and like one of the most important is just being willing to take things on and being open to them and not shutting down anything. I mean, it, it's not your job to say no just yet. You know, that, that comes later on. So just being open and willing to, when somebody asks you to jump, you ask how high. Mm-hmm. And not, you know, why do I need to jump? It's mm-hmm. getting out there and doing it. Um, and thinking through next steps is really important. Just from like a base level, if you're in a meeting, like take notes, yeah. send out a recap if somebody doesn't even ask you. If you can get beyond just like your mundane like checklist and start to think about what's next for me and what do I need to do, yeah. that's a really good asset in any account person even now for me, like I need to do better at that. Right. Um, the, the thing that I said earlier about being the second best at every job except communication, it's just learning what everybody else does in an agency and knowing how to navigate each one of those people, when they fit in, when's the right time to talk to them, to engage them, when not to engage them. Mm-hmm. That little bit is super important. Um, i I'm trying to think of what other good skills younger account people have.
0: I guess just to piggyback while you think, like yeah. on, um, on the idea of like coming up with your own next steps. I mean, it's something I think for any role, but spe- you know, specifically for account management, where you are trying to, you are kind of in charge of like that overall timeline and you know process and like what what's happening when. And so, as a junior, to be able to start to like work that muscle of like, okay, like what am I doing now, and what needs to happen next to move things forward. I think mm-hmm. like that, like being proactive in that sense is so important. I always tell people like when they ask me like what can I do in my internship to like really like make an impression or like up my chances of being yeah. hired I'm like that. I'm <laughs> like yeah. take notes in meetings and then kind of think about. It. I think it requires an understanding kind of going back to what we said before about like how does what my specific task relate to like the larger project and what other people are doing to be able to say like, hmm, okay, now that I've done this, what should I be doing next? And yeah. maybe, at least be able to suggest like, hey, I thought maybe I could do this, this, and this next. How does that sound? I mean, even yeah. just that.
1: Just seeing around that corner is yeah. huge. You know? It's yeah. such a small thing too. And half the time, even if you don't think you're right, I'd rather hear from somebody about thoughts they should do next. Totally. And say, well, yeah, but can you do this one instead? I'd much rather hear that than nothing. Yeah. See somebody go back to their desk and not do it. You know. Right. So I think being active and being proactive in particular mm-hmm. is, is huge for, for younger account people.
0: It takes the cognitive load off you, as oh, like yeah. the manager, and like I always tell people, I'm like, it takes a lot more energy than people think to like manage someone else's work and what they're doing and, and keeping them on track. So the more that you can kind of take that load off, yep. in your own little ways okay so to, to end we always end with this question so what's the best piece of advice that you've gotten whether it relates to advertising mm-hmm. what you do or just in general in life
1: yeah I've been really lucky with the people that I've been able to work with over yeah. the past 10 years um, have
0: a lot to pull from yeah I remember, <laughs> so when you
1: asked me this I was like oh man there's so many good ones
0: you can do more than one if like there's like two like a couple contenders Kay.
1: I think the, <laughs> the, the biggest one for me that I got from Steve Babcock um, he's at Vayner Media now is just this really simple three word sentence that I I would print out and put on people's desks sometimes, like when there's a terrible client call or a really bad presentation, or you're behind on deadlines, or you're there all week, and then you have to come in on Sunday, and all these things keep building up. It's just a simple thing, help them anyway. Mm-hmm. So our job is really to help them get out of their way, help them anyway. Mm-hmm. And I, I would always remember when he would say that to me, and it, it just was like a little, you know, just a little bit of a load off because no matter what it is, we're helping them and we're helping them get out of, you know, their own problems. Mm-hmm. So that one's stuck with me for quite a while. Yeah. Um, just being being nice to people and working hard, as simple as that is. I think, unfortunately, there's some people in advertising that may not be nice all the time and it, usually it's a, a matter of stress mm. and it's not a matter of them wanting to be like a dick to a person on purpose. Yeah. It's just where you are in the day and there's all these things going on, but if you can just like take a breath and remember that everybody's here to do the same thing Mm -hmm. and just be kind to another person, like that's just a general rule of thumb in life, just be nice to people. Mm -hmm. Um, That one is just something that I've I've picked up, you know, over the years in combinations of what people have said, but those are two that kind of stick with me for sure.
0: Those are two really good
1: ones.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They encompass a lot. Well, thank you so much for taking the time um, and having us here at Grenadier. Um, Where can people keep up with you? Um, On social, LinkedIn, whatever.
1: Yeah, LinkedIn for sure. Um, I'm easy to find. It's David Oakes. Um, it'll probably show up that I work at CU, but I'm an account lead at <laughs> Um And then I have a website. It's not really for anything related to advertising, but if you want to check out some art, you yeah. can. <laughs> it's awesome. artbyanaccountguy.com. So awesome. have a hobby outside of advertising too. That, that's good to do. Wait, <laughs> I
0: love that. Wait, so what kind of art? Um, just I, I wish i had known about this before. No worries.
1: It's just sketches of things. That's awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. I have people that'll send me something and say, hey, can you sketch this? Oh, cool. And I'll send them back a version of it. How
0: long have you been doing that?
1: um right around five years
0: wow
1: I've kind of fallen off in the past two years I can't really keep up with it but it's still there yeah Yeah. no
0: I'm definitely gonna check that out and I'll put the I'll put all the links and stuff to uh, in the show notes uh, on our site but thank you again yeah so much thanks thanks for coming in yeah Yeah. cool many thanks to Dave for sharing his perspective and advice I highly highly recommend you check out artbyanaccountguy.com I love seeing people's side things what they do outside of work, and it's a great example of one. Be sure to subscribe to the we Next podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll hear conversations like this one, which are geared really specifically towards information that will be useful to students and junior talent like yourself heading into the industry. These are released every Tuesday, plus the occasional mini released on Fridays. If you liked what you heard, feel free to leave us some love on iTunes so that more people can discover the show. And while you're at it, subscribe to our weekly email on our website. It's a small dose of advice and insight delivered Mondays. That's it for this week. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast so far. There's a ton more to come. I'm so excited to release the interviews that I've been having with people over the last, I don't know, few months. It's been a while. It's, this has been a long time coming. Anyways, until next time, you got this.